0: Hare Krishna This is Vijay Das we're going to have an interview now with Daivishakti Shakti Devi Dasi Hare Krishna So Daivishakti Shakti Mataji, uh, how did you join the Hare Krishna movement
1: I joined <coughs> I moved into the temple of May 1970 previous to that I was a student of oriental philosophy at the University of Chicago I was very intently studying, trying to find God in the different shastras scriptures, and I stumbled upon Bhagavad Gita there at the university. And When I read Bhagavad Gita, I decided that this book had all of the answers to the questions I had in life. So I left the university and went searching for people who could teach me how to practice what Krishna was saying in the Bhagavad Gita. From there, Krishna sent me to uh, the devotees at Haight Ashbury. I saw them chanting Sankirtan there, and I moved into the temple um, May 1970 in Philadelphia where I was born. So from there, um, naturally 1970s, there were a few books for us to distribute. I would go door to door and also we had streets on Kirtan. But very soon after that, we moved to New York because Gurdas had invited us to come. He told us that um, he was going to open a temple in Vrindavan, and he asked if we would come and help him. So in those days, the way to India was you go to New York, you collect for your ticket, you get your visa, and from there you take off. So we went to New York, And while we were collecting money for our ticket, getting visas, all that stuff, I went out on book distribution. I was a country girl from Pennsylvania. I didn't know New York, so I just started wandering on the streets. And one day, I stumbled upon a place called Port Authority. I didn't know what it was, but when I entered, I saw that this was a fantastic place for book distribution. It was hundreds of thousands of people commuting back and forth every day by bus uh, all over the country. So I started going there every day and um, my contemplation there was that every day I would try to make a devotee a day. So while distributing books, I would try to find one person who was possibly able to become a devotee and concentrate on preaching to that person. So this turned out to be very successful. Uh, Many, many devotees were churned out of Port Authority. Hundreds of thousands of books were distributed there. And um, gradually over the years, the temple started sending more and more devotees to do book distribution there. And by the time we came here to India in 1974, things were pretty well established at Port Authority for book distribution. So here in India, uh, we didn't have any books, um, and my heart was in book distribution. So when we came here, um, the GBC members, they saw that I had arrived, and they went to Prabhupada, and they asked Prabhupada to ask me to... um, go back to America and collect for Mayapur and Vrindavan. So one morning in Mayapur, September, Srila Prabhupada called me to his room, and the GBC, some of the members were sitting there. On one side, I was sitting on the other side. And Prabhupada said to me, um, they want you to go and collect for Mayapur and Vrindavan. So I was caught quite unawares. I just had to speak my heart to Prabhupada. Um, I said to Prabhupada, if they want me to collect, then let me learn from Giriraj how to collect intelligently because the way I collect is unintelligent. I stand on a street corner and collect one dollar here and there. Whereas Giriraj, at that time he was a brahmachari, he goes to a person and collects one lakh. So Prabhupada, he understood my heart at that time and um, he turned to the members there and he said to them uh, force does not work you cannot force that is and then he mentioned the name of a previous GBC member of New York that is his way so then Prabhupada looked back at me and he said to me so what is your idea now my idea of course was to do what we had come to India to do, which was to help with the Vrindavan temple and do book distribution here and set up a beautiful reception at Vrindavan for when the temple opens. So we would have book distribution and we'd be able to take care of the guests nicely. But the temple wasn't going to open for eight months. So within a split second, I had to figure out what for the next eight months we could possibly do regarding book distribution. So I said to Prabhupada, um, Prabhupada, wherever we go, as soon as I open up one of your books, a whole crowd of people come because your books are the most beautiful books in the world. So I would like to put your books, just like Satsrut Maharaj is doing in America, I would like to put your books in all the schools and libraries here in India. So Prabhupada, he was so happy when he heard that. Uh, Just like we sing in the bhajans, Koti Chandra, he just looked like a million moons when he heard that about his books. And he put up his finger and he said, wherever she goes, she must distribute my books. He said, you go immediately. He said, we just got our first shipment of books in Bombay. You go to Bombay and you start. I'm coming there in a few days, and I will teach you how to distribute books here in India." So within half an hour, Prabhupada had us in a car, off to Calcutta, he arranged our tickets, we were in the train, we arrived in Bombay, he sent a letter to Giriraj, give them all facility for book distribution, and within a few days, Prabhupada arrived. And every day, Prabhupada instructed us, How to distribute his books here in India, because it's a slightly different system here. It's very refined. So in the evening, we would go to Srila Prabhupada's room, and the first thing he taught us was that when you go to a university or library, you first go to see the head of the department of Sanskrit, and you show him my books, and you get an order from him. And then from the Department of Sanskrit. You next go to all the department heads, you show them that order, and you get orders for their departments, multi-orders at each university. So we did that, and each day, he would tell us, just like a general, he would tell us where to go. Go to this university, go to this college, go this place, that place. So we would go out in the daytime, we would go to the places where Prabhupada told us to go, and then we would come back in the evening and show Prabhupada the orders that we got. And I was wondering all this time, because we didn't know where Prabhupada, what Prabhupada had done before he came to America. I was wondering, how did Prabhupada know all these places in Bombay? So exactly. So one day, Prabhupada said to us, you go to Elphinstone College. So we went to Elphiston College, and we did what Prabhupada told us to do. And the, uh, the receptionist said, we don't have a Sanskrit department here. You're going to have to go to the library. So we went to the library, and the librarian was there. She met us. I said, these books have just arrived from America. It's the first time they've been translated into English. We would like to give you these books for our library. So she looked at the books. She said, I'm sorry, but we already have these books in our library. And I said to her, that's impossible. The books have just come here. She said, no, I'll show you. We have these books. So she took us into the library, and she opened up a cabinet. And she showed me there Srila Prabhupada's three original Srimad Bhagavatams that he had personally put there, probably in 1964, 1965. And then I had the greatest realization of my life, that Srila Prabhupada single-handedly had been writing, printing, and distributing his books before he had any disciples or any temples. He did this all alone. And that's how he knew all of these places. So from that moment onwards, because we had no temples, we had very few devotees in India, We just had construction sites in three places, Mayapur, Vrindavan, Bombay, and I was afraid to travel in India, being alone and uh, no money, very few books. But when I heard and I understood that Prabhupada was doing this all alone before he had us disciples, then I realized, book our tickets. So we started to travel all over India, We got many invitations, we went to conferences, Sanskrit conferences, we went to universities... By yourself? No, I was with my husband, we were preaching partners at that time. Um, Of course, he had a different... He had different interests in Krishna consciousness, so he kind of went along, you know, (laughs) um, dragged along, and of course he was a very good preacher, Um, But it wasn't what he wanted to do. So as we traveled and preached, uh, I started to fall ill. But we still continued and we came back to Prabhupada and we gave him our reports and we told him all the places we went. It was very exciting because we had Prabhupada to report to. It was like a personal project of his. And then we decided to go south. And we would meet up with Prabhupada in Calcutta and give him our report there. This is 1975 by this time. So by the time we got to Calcutta, uh, we had been to Andhra, Maharashtra, Pune all over the place, Arissa, um, West Bengal, we got to Calcutta, and I, I had fallen very ill, quite honestly, from traveling. But I was still determined to continue this. I made this my life. I just wanted to do this. It was so wonderful. And it was what Prabhupada asked us to do. Uh, my husband had a different opinion. He wanted to go back to America and join uh, Swami in his dr- drama program. So we went on with Prabhupada to Mayapur. And Prabhupada, he asked, you know, what happened to the program My husband reported to him that, well, my wife became too sick, so we had to stop. And when I heard that he said that, I became very upset. I said, no, no, he's just procrastinating. I want to continue. He wants to go back to America. So at that time, we parted ways. He went back to America. I stayed in India to continue the program. So Prabhupada gave us, at that time, original time in Mayapur in 1974, he gave us many, many instructions. He said to put his books in all the schools and libraries in India. He said to lecture because we're foreigners, people would want to come and hear us. Um, He told us to learn Hindi and become citizens. He told us to put his books in the embassies. And he told us to see that his books were stopped and distributed in Mayapur and Vrindavan. So here we were in Mayapur, and I decided, well, that's part of the instruction Prabhupada gave me, so I'll start setting up things here in Mayapur. There, was no, there wasn't even a book table at that time in, in Mayapur. So with the uh, help of Bhavananda Goswami at that time, uh, we set up a book table, we made that beautiful book display that's in Prabhupada's room, and I was about to go out on traveling Sankirtan there when um, I heard word that Prabhupada was very sick. He was 76 at that time. And so I rushed back to Vrindavan because Prabhupada had, at that t- between 74 and 76, Prabhupada allowed me to cook for him. So I rushed back hoping that I would be able to serve him again. Um, when I came back to Vrindavan, Uh, Prabhupada had gone on to Mayapur, so we crossed ways. Then um, uh, I'll skip all of the the rest of it and get back into the book distribution part. Um, The next phase of book distribution, then, was here in Vrindavan. So in Vrindavan, I realized that it wouldn't be possible for me to travel alone anymore in India. It's dangerous for a woman. So I decided to make Vrindavan a base for book distribution and distribute books through the post. So this was very, very successful. Uh, At that time, we set up... uh, Sridhar Swami had inaugurated the Bhishma Department in Bombay, and we started distributing Prabhupada's books through the post. First, we would uh, write and ask for donations. When people sent donations, we would send books to them. Then we started sending out letters to all of the libraries and colleges in the country, which was very nice. We had six thousand schools that we wrote to and we got a lot of orders that way from the libraries. So it was very successful. Then we did hotels. Then like that we were we were distributing through the post and it was a very successful program. Then I wanted to concentrate on the campus preaching itself. So every day, we say Prabhupada's pranam mantras. And the last line is, the last few words are, paschatya deshatarine. So I was always feeling extremely guilty that although Prabhupada had given me instructions to distribute books here in India, I wasn't doing anything for the international preaching, particularly in the Western countries. So I came upon this inspiration given by Prabhupada that now Vrindavan has become an international spiritual center. With all of the preaching going on all over the world, we have people coming from every single country of the world to our temple. So we can now do Paschatya Deshatarine right here in Vrindavan. So I started writing to all of the BBT trustees and the different divisions of BBT and ordering books for Vrindavan so that we could start global book distribution here in Vrindavan. And with the help of the management here, Panchagoda, and our BBT uh, manager, Sarangatakur Prabhu, we've set up very, very successful global preaching book distribution centers. So that now we have almost 87 languages, which is what BBT prints. And we have people coming from everywhere. And they're so happy to see books in their own language. Satya Narayan Prabhu, he gave me this idea that you put the languages, you put a flag next to their languages, and they'll they'll just be in ecstasy to see their own language with their own flag when they come to Vrindavan. So now we distribute books in every language, to all the foreigners, and in that way we're able to do global preaching right here from the little town of Vrindavan. Okay? That's it.
0: No pastimes?
1: Pastimes?
0: I know you met uh, from book distribution Deva Rita Swami and Also Chandra Moli?
1: Chandra Moli Swami. That's the old uh, Port Authority days. Well, there were many, many devotees who came out of Port Authority.
0: Any idea how many devotees
1: you made? No, because the system was um, I would see them at Port Authority and I would preach to them very vigorously. And I had this system of preaching at that time where I would convince them to... Surrender everything to Krishna and come and live in the temple. And uh, a lot of devotees did that. Um, They would say, Well, I have everything at my house. And I'd say, Okay, let's go to your house. And then they, you know, (laughs) so then we would just get in a car and go to their house. They'd bring everything. And I would just drop them at the temple. And they would enter the brahmacharya ashram. And I'd never see them again. And I wouldn't even be able to recognize them, you know, because I only preached to them when they were young boys in, uh, in Port Authority. So even Chandramoli Swami, he was one of the toughest devotees. Uh, now, Dewami Swami he comes from a different background, being a Yale graduate. Um, we would speak intellectually because myself coming from University of Chicago, I think he had a little trust in me—that uh, here's somebody who wasn't a hippie, you know, who, who was interested in intellectual pursuits. So he, he trusted me a little bit, so he could open up and ask me questions. So with him, it was more intellectually. Uh, yes, you—if you want to understand Prabhupada's books, you have to surrender completely and you have to become a devotee. So he did that. Um, he tells wonderful stories about the situation. Uh, and I won't tell my side of the story because it might differ a little, differ a little bit from his side of the story because I know he likes it to
0: <laughs> Tell your side. It's okay. He won't mind.
1: Well... Uh, <laughs> um, at that time, he, was a, he had a big Afro... Deva Swami. Yes, Deva Swami. And um, he came to the Port Authority one day, and he asked for, I think it was Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 2. I don't remember which canto it was. And um, I, obviously he had been reading Prabhupada's book, so I started to preach to him, and I told him that um, we don't have the book here, Uh, You can come to the temple, we can bring it to you, but um, you're not going to understand Prabhupada's books unless you become a devotee. And in order to become a devotee, you have to surrender everything. You have to give your whole life to Srila Prabhupada and Krishna. So uh, he said, well, I could give a donation, um, but it's at my house. I said, well, that's no problem. We can go to your house and get the donation. Now, remember, I didn't know New York for nothing. I didn't know anything about New York. So um, he was a little, little taken aback by that. Uh, I said, okay, let's go. It was evening time. And he took me somewhere up in, uh, somewhere in Manhattan. I don't know where. And he told me, okay, you stand here, and I'll go to my, I'll go to my house, and I'll come back here. So I'm standing there in the dark, and um, I'm—you know—the minutes are going by: 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I realize, oh boy, am I stupid! <laughs> this uh, person is really taking me for a ride. I don't know where I am. I don't know—you know—who this person was. And Krishna in my heart kept saying to me, "Just wait." So I stood there and I waited and I waited and sure enough, he came down, and he gave me a check. And I brought that check back to the temple. And uh, gradually, gradually, Dave Amrit, um, he was able to surrender everything at Krishna's lotus feet and he came back to the temple with me one day and the atmosphere of the temple was so transcendental that he moved in and he became a devotee but i never saw him after that the same with chandramoli swami uh, i think i i think i had to work harder to convince chandramoli swami to become a devotee than any other person in the whole world because he was extremely argumentative. I think he spent 23 hours a day studying Prabhupada's books to come to Port Authority to challenge me on different questions. And I would have to spend an hour answering his questions. And this went on for months. Um, He had a sister, so I would go to their house, and I would cook for them. I bent over backwards to make these two a devotee, everything possible, because I knew that they were going to be devotees. So one day, finally, you know, because I'm busy distributing books in Port Authority, um, I was a little uh, fed up with all the questions. And we had just gotten the full set of Srimad Bhagavatams, and uh, <laughs> I... I put all the Bhagavatams in his hand, and I said, you, you take these books home with you and you read them carefully when you've read all the Bhagavatams, then you come back and ask me some questions. So he had all the Bhagavatams in his hand, and I went off to the Shubi books, and uh, he started to cry because he couldn't put the books down because they were sacred. And there were all kinds of plainclothes men, plainclothes policemen, wandering around there. And we, you know, we all knew each other, of course. But they came up to him and they, you know, they said, "What happened?" And he told them that she gave me all these books, she took all my money, and I don't know what to do now. She didn't even leave me enough money to get home. So they took me into the police station and they took him into the police station into into a back room. And they said to me, look, you you know—you can't do that. You have to at least leave enough money for him to get home. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I was quite angry with him after that. <laughs> and he stopped coming to Port Authority. He disappeared. Now, 20 years later, I'm in the Bishma office here in Vrindavan. And a sannyasi walks into the Bhishma office. And he looks at me like so many other devotees have done. Madhiji, do you remember me? And I look at him. He's a sannyasi now. And I recognized him. I say, you rascal. You (laughs) never even told me you became a devotee. (laughs) And here you are, you're a sannyasi. (laughs) He had gone to Nuvrindavan and taking initiation there and taking sannyas there and now finally he was coming here to India. It was was in the 80s I think, 80s or 90s, I don't know when it was, maybe the 90s even. So it was a long, after a long time we had a reunion then. So it was like that, many, many devotees, um, Vipramukyaswami, Rasatala, I think, Rigupati might have gotten his first book there, um, Dharmatma, uh, Mahasringa, many, many devotees. Uh, Dharma Dyaksha, he wrote an article in BTG about how he became a devotee there. Uh, lots and lots of devotees, but I don't know who they are because honestly I never looked at them after they entered the Brahmachari Ashram. They were in other people's hands at that time. They would
0: come to you and say, do you remember you? Yeah,
1: exactly. So Then they would come here to India because, you know, I left America after that. I never went back to preach in America after that. So they still come and still... um, I'm still very happy to see all of them. They they still give donations. I still give them books. (laughs) Because here in India what we did was... um, In the Bhishma department, when we were doing what I call sit-down sankirtan, everything from our office, um, after sending twenty letters to the same person, we ran out of Prabhupada's books to send them. So then I started, I got a license with BBTI and I started printing books. We printed over sixty books now. uh, Printing books from Prabhupada's books, like the Prabhupada Meditations Calendar, and many, many other books we printed. And we used them as the donation gifts, so that opened up a whole new aspect of our preaching because we had Prabhupada's books in a you know in a in a new shape, like what is it old wine in new bottles like that. So we made Prabhupada's books in a new form according to the audience that we were preaching to. So that was another uh, wonderful aspect of our preaching and our book distribution BBTI we still have a license with them and we're still printing here uh, according to the needs of the temple and the desires of the devotees like we're doing children's things and all kinds of things that devotees have asked us to print uh, all from Prabhupada's books Thank you very much, Hare Krishna
0: Thank you very much uh, for letting us know about how inspired you are to distribute Prabhupada's books and letting us know how many devotees have been inspired to come by the distribution of books that you've done and uh, I'm sure devotees will be very inspired by this Thank you, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.